You're listening to the Speaking Tongues podcast. I'm your host, El Sharice. Each week, I sit down to a conversation with multilinguals where we discuss and celebrate language, life, and culture through our own perspectives. Episode 26, Speaking Sicilian. Hello, language lovers. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Speaking Tongues. Today, I'm speaking with Nadia, and this is the third episode that I've had so far talking about the Sicilian language. If you notice and listen to each of these episodes, all three of my guests have had different perspectives on the Sicilian language and life in Sicily itself. This is one thing that I really love about this show, and that is no matter how many times we talk about one language, we'll always have different stories to share and different experiences from our own perspectives. In speaking with Nadia today, she tells me about the Sicilian spoken in Agrigento. She tells us about her experience when she spent time in the U.S. with Italians and Italian-Americans. She gives us some movies and books that we should watch and listen to and read in order to start learning Sicilian for ourselves. You'll also find out which Sicilian phrase was mistaken for Chinese in a different part of Italy. And do you know that there's one ethnic religious minority that has a population outside of Palermo? Find out more about them and what foods they're famous for in this episode. As always, you can find more information about the topics we discuss in this episode by clicking the links in the show notes. Big, huge thank you to Nadia for having this conversation with me and sharing bits of Sicilian culture with all of us. Now, I have to say this might be the last episode we have in Italian for quite some time because I know that I really love Italian and I can talk about Italian language forever. A big thank you to all of my listeners for bearing with me and my obsession with Sicilia, my obsession with the Sicilian language and with Italy in general. Andiamo, let's chat. Welcome to another episode of Speaking Tongues. I'm here with Nadia. Hi, Hi Nadia. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today, and I'm so happy to have you and to talk about language. I'm so happy to be here because I love languages as well. So <laughs> it's my pleasure. Awesome. Okay, so I like to start each episode um, asking the same question and or a variation of the same question, but that is, what is your first language and which languages do you currently speak? So my first languages are Italian and Sicilian, but I also speak English, French, and German. And how did you, what was your, your language learning experience like growing up? So um, in Italy, we start studying English at elementary school, but of course it's not enough uh, because we have English just for just twice a week. So my parents decided when I was around nine uh, to let me go to a um, private English school. Um, so yeah, I started when I was nine and then I discovered that uh, I really liked um, other languages as well. So yeah. <laughs> when you were in your regular, when you were in the school before you went to private school, and you only had you only had English twice a week, like what would they focus on 
did you were you encouraged to speak or was it mostly grammar that they taught you well mostly grammar and well when you are at elementary school first of all they teach you simple words like colors animals right things like that uh, then at middle school you start um, studying English grammar so it's a little bit like tough but I mean if you don't go to a private school I don't think you will get the chance to speak English in the proper way. Mm -hmm. When did you realize that you wanted to learn to speak more than one language? Was it before you started the private school or while you were in private school? Um, probably a little bit like before uh, and then when I started the, the private school uh, I I fell in love with languages especially English and then uh, being good at English uh, even like in normal school um, I was very proud of it because not everyone was good as me like <laughs> it's, not to, it's not for saying that like I'm special but just saying that um, I didn't study just because of the grades but because I really like it right so what were some things that you were able to do that helped you learn English, I guess, more than your, more than your friends, your classmates? Um, well, of course, that's school. And then um, I've always traveled a lot with my parents. Okay. And uh, I love reading and listening to music and watch uh, shows or movies in English. So yeah, it uh, a lot. That's really awesome. Were there any were there any specific like books or 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 I guess singers that you liked that you felt were really helpful to you? Speaking about books, maybe something like Sherlock Holmes and um, sometimes Shakespeare. But of course, I enjoyed more reading Sherlock Holmes than Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, speaking about movies, uh, probably Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. One time I like I love Harry Potter too. And one time I watched Harry Potter in a movie theater in Italy. And I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to understand everything. And <laughs> I went to the movies and I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't understand anything. And I, <laughs> I had read the book like so many years ago. So I, I think it was, I think it was the last Harry Potter film. Like, remember how they split it in two movies? Yeah, yeah. It was the first of the two. Oh. And I was like, oh gosh, well. <laughs> yeah, because then sometimes there are some uh, words or I don't know jokes or expressions that you can you can just translate them because yeah. they don't make sense so yeah <laughs> okay so let's talk about Sicily my favorite my favorite um <laughs> where where are you in Sicily so I live in a small town called Palma di Montechiaro which is near Agrigento okay and in Agrigento we have Greek temples so that's why Agrigento is famous, but it's not famous um, as Palermo, for example. 
mm-hmm. um, where I was born. And yeah, so uh, it's near the sea. So here I'm my house. You can just go in the balcony and look at the sea. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> where you live in the in the town that you live, do you do you notice that? Um, I would say maybe the names of restaurants or the the um, maybe signs, not signs, but like I guess names of restaurants or um, I guess newspapers or anything really written that's trying to reach people. Are are the names or is the writing in in Italian or is it more in Sicilian language? Um. Sometimes um, signs or like restaurants name names yes okay. they can be in Sicilian but newspapers mm, is very rare to find one in written in Sicilian because if I mean of course the national ones are in Italian but also the regional ones uh, they are in Italian as well. Okay. Are there any things that, I guess I'm asking because when I was in Palermo, um, I really didn't see anything that was written in Sicilian language. I saw maybe one bar that had a Sicilian name, but I didn't see a lot of public things that were in Sicilian language. So and I know that Palermo is a you know the bigger city, the big city. Yeah. So I wonder if maybe in another city or maybe in the south, that was more it was more obvious. Um, no, maybe sometimes the restaurants or the signs are written in Sicilian just to sound you know kind of funny or I don't know just like familiar. Right. But uh, in general, no. I, Probably because Palermo, for example, is a, it's a city full of tourists. Right. And I think it's because they are worried that if they read everything, if they write everything in uh, Sicilian, maybe tourists will not understand. So do you think that tourists who come to like Agrigento, for example, um, would they encounter people who speak more Sicilian than if they went to, like, they were in Palermo? Like, I was in Palermo, and I didn't, I didn't find anyone who spoke Sicilian. Um, but I wonder if I went to other parts of Sicily, if I would find more people who would talk. I guess they wouldn't, right? Because I'm not, like... A, like close family or like I don't have like close friends um, you know? well well um even in Palermo if you go like in places that are not full of tourists probably it's very common to find especially in summer um old people um just sit uh, outside their houses like in the street um mm-hmm. talking to each other um, and they will talk Sicilian, like, I'm 100% sure. And, um, and of course, if you ask them, probably they will answer you in Sicilian, 
because it's very common um, with old people to talk to you in Sicilian because like I said um, when uh, like when they were young ignorance was like a very huge problem so mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they are because I think it's beautiful listen to them um, speaking uh, Sicilian, but of course it's more common uh, listen to them speaking uh, this language than younger people. Right. So what is it with, how do you think that younger people, the younger generation um, perceives the Sicilian language? Do you feel like they are trying to preserve it and speak the language of their grandparents? Well, I think that uh, we try to preserve it because we love our uh, language, our traditions and culture, but sometimes it's hard because um, a lot of people, a lot of young people um, usually work in the north of Italy. Mm -hmm. uh, so of course you cannot speak Sicilian. And if they decide to stay there and maybe uh, they will have children there, uh, then is rare that they will um, teach their, maybe not their children, like, uh, but grandchildren, I don't think that their grandchildren will uh, be able to speak Sicilian. And that's what happened to my cousin because um, I have this uncle who lives in Genoa, uh, which is in the north of Italy, and my cousin is not able to speak Sicilian because, I mean, she lives there, she doesn't need to. That makes sense. And how, so I guess it's, it's hard when you're living someplace else and, and exactly. yeah, you're, you're not really a part of you're not a part of it every day. So yeah, I think it's like, um, there are a lot of Italians um, in America, but of course, uh, nowadays, the only Italian thing they have is the last name. They are not able to speak Italian. And if they can, it's not the Italian we speak now. They will probably be able to speak uh, very ancient dialects but maybe not italian or maybe they will just speak english that's really interesting i think because a lot of italian americans who are here who did get a chance to learn from their grandparents or or their parents um like you said you know a lot of it is from when their their ancestors came to the US last century. So I guess the dialect changed really quickly for, yeah. for them not to be able to understand. When you were living here, when you came here for a bit, what was your experience like? Did you meet any anyone who was Italian American who was able to speak to to speak Italian? <laughs> so no. <laughs> but but um so I remember I was walking in like in the ancient part of the city where I was living and um, the, the mayor had paid some artists to paint uh, some of the buildings 
So uh, they were from a lot of different parts of the world. And there was this one uh, with and the sign said he was from Palermo. So I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I want to talk to him. Yeah. And then when I was closer to him, he was um, doing something. So I talked to the, probably his girlfriend and she said, well, he was born in Palermo, but we actually grew up in France. And I was like, oh, I see. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I met some people with um, Italian last names and one of them, uh, she decided to give me her um, phone number just in case I needed something. But Fortunately, like, I didn't need to call her because everything was perfect. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's good. It's, it's, um, I just think it's really interesting how Italian-American culture and Italian, or especially, like, Southern Italian culture, like, the Italian-American culture here is so influenced by Sicily and Southern Italy. And it's so different. <laughs> we were the poor queen uh, so yeah <laughs> that's why like the, the south of italy has, has always been poorer than the north so that's why we are a lot <laughs> uh, who uh, immigrate to the u.s right and like i have an uncle and who lives there and yeah his sister lives there as well. So, yeah. <laughs> do they do they still speak the Sicilian language? Uh, yes. Oh, great. They speak Italian for sure. I'm not sure about Sicilian, but they speak Italian. Okay. Are there any basic characteristics of Sicilian language that distinguish it from standard Italian or maybe that uh, make it distinguish you can distinguish it between other southern italian dialects first of all we have to consider that sicily is in the middle of the mediterranean so its position is like perfect <laughs> and that's why we had a lot of different um populations coming here uh we had french people spanish people um arabian people so we are mixed. Oh, and of course, the first ones were Greek people. So, <laughs> like, um, even Sicilian is a huge mix of all these languages. Like, in Spanish, to say today, you will say oi. And in Sicilian, it's the same. Huh. This is just an example. Um, so, I mean... This is what it makes Sicilian different from Italian. You can say that they are two completely different languages. And speaking about the other uh, southern dialects, they are more similar uh, among them, but right. something, some things are different, like some words or the accent for sure, um, or I don't know, like how you pronounce some letters. For example, in Sicilian, when you see um, this word, which is bedru, it means beautiful. 
for a masculine um, subject, mm -hmm. it will be written like B E D D U, but you put an R that is not there. Right. But you have to pronounce it. Do you think it's possible for someone to learn Sicilian, like someone like me who's in love with Sicily? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I mean, it's hard because, of course, you, I don't think you will find a curse or, I don't know, like a teacher who is actually a teacher. <laughs> But I think that if you really want something, you will find a way to obtain the thing right so probably if you come here and you are in contact with people who are constantly um, speaking sicilian for sure you will understand at a certain point something and you will learn something yeah um just like listen to for example old people the old people i was talking about <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah like you can just sit with them outside their houses and listen to them yeah or for example you can watch some movies um like the godfather <laughs> like um I just want to say that we are not like that people. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No but, style. <laughs> but of course, um, if you want to hear the accent, for sure, it will help. Mm. Oh, there's another movie called Bavaria. And um, regarding books, there is this, um, this series of books called Il Commissario Montalbano. Uh, which in English is the detective Montalbano mm -hmm. and um, they made um, a TV show also oh, wow. and so it is in Italian but since the writer was uh, from Sicily he was born uh, in another city which is like 30 minutes away from where I live Okay. And my boyfriend is from the city, so it's very close. And um, he died just one year ago. So mm. this, this writer is like very, it's not something old. Right. <laughs> um, and even if the books and the TV show are in Italian, of course, this detective living here and being Sicilian, uh, he uses a lot Sicilian words or uh, idioms or expressions. So I think it will help a lot. And even like in the, I'm, I'm saying this because in the north of Italy, they watch this uh, show and it's also, I mean, uh, nobody put like subtitles or something. It's mm -hmm. just like this. And I think they will understand of it i want to try to find that because i i've seen you know sicilian written in certain places and i don't really understand like <laughs> i don't really understand like like the pronunciation of of the words and some of the letters so i think that's a really good tip and wait i want to go back to the godfather for a second yeah. because godfather 2 was the one when you saw young Don Corleone back in, yeah. in, in Sicily, 
um, and he was speaking Sicilian, right? Was it? I'm trying to remember the movie because I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but well, I just want to say I love that movie. I love the first and second one so much. Um, and it did not help my falling in love with Sicily. <laughs> I definitely um, like only loved yeah. it more. But I, I wonder, because you were talking about how the dialect of, you know, the, the older dialect that nobody speaks anymore. So do you remember in that movie if that dialect that he was speaking, um, young Don Corleone, do you remember if that was like, is that like a modern dialect he was speaking or was it like an older one? Because it was supposed to take place in the like the 1800s, right? Or like the early 1900s, I think? So I don't understand, um, I don't remember, but I think there would probably be like, an ancient dialect because um sometimes i mean they i think they try to be accurate so yeah i think it's like the ancient version of sicilian but it was sicilian uh, for sure because i remember that the actor learned learned english um, learned sicilian sorry just for the movie so yeah okay so if robert de niro can do it i can do it yeah yeah yeah, okay. because uh, me and my brother were talking about that last night. Like, <laughs> what a constant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder how long it took him to learn. I'm like, <laughs> I think yeah. it's so cool that he. But did he sound? Did he sound authentic, or did he sound like? He yeah, just... I think I think so. And I mean, just to encourage you, the the actor who plays Montalbano, he is like the main character. Mm -hmm. uh, the actor is from Rome, so oh, he wow. learned, so you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was watching, a friend of mine and I were watching, um, it's, this is not related to Sicily, but I'm thinking about dialects. <laughs> we were watching um, Gomorra. Gomorra. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, I love that show, but we only have two seasons here, and now they're up to <laughs> four seasons, so I don't know what happened, and I'm like, I need more of it, but <laughs> what I love is that they are Napolitano, and it's like with my little bit of understanding Italian mixed with the um, Napolitano, I'm like, I feel like as someone who learned Italian in a classroom, I feel like it's, I, I wouldn't know how to pick up a dialect, you know, I wouldn't know how to pick up, a, you know, the way that people talk in a specific region and just hearing it it's just it just sounds like so 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 different and yeah. i know it's not impossible but i just it's fascinating to me but um so gomorra is in napoletano so uh they put subtitles for italian people as well because mm. i mean it, when they talk so fast in a dialect, I like I I'm not able to understand them. I have to be honest. So yeah, uh, that's why it's very hard. And I mean, plus they are talking so fast, so it's not helping you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I have to get into more Italian shows. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely do. So let's talk about. 
you know, you learned English in school and you, you're, are you, you're still learning English, I guess, because yep. you're always learning another language. Like no matter how far you get, you're always learning. Um, what are some of your goals with learning English and what, where do you hope to, to go as, you know, as an English learner? Like, yeah. what do you hope to do with, with learning the language? So um, my goals are, first of all, like being able to speak English without doubts, problems or mistakes. Um, and that's why I, I'm trying to improve it like every day. Um, and I, I'm not sure right now if I will use it like in my job one day. Uh, but here in Italy, uh, you, when you are a university, it's very important. They want to know if you are able to speak English and at which level. Like, that's why I am in that private English school, because at the end of each year, I will take an exam. And if I pass it, um, I will reach a higher um, level. Right. So right now I have a C1 and I just missed the C2 to be considered from universities and colleges as a um, native speaker. I see. So I will, I will take this exam this year, but I wasn't able, of course, to uh, be part of the class. So I don't know. I'm not sure yet. So I will take it this year or next year. Okay. And you, you came to the U.S. to do an exchange program, right? Yeah. Was it, I don't know if it was exchange, but you, you studied here for a bit. What was your experience like with, with uh, being in the U.S. And, and listening to our ridiculous English? <laughs> so, uh, first of all, I was very happy to understand everyone, everyone without, like, huge problems um and i was very proud <laughs> um because like at the beginning just before um landing there i was worried like oh my gosh what about they talk to me and i'm not able to understand a single word mm -hmm. but then i realized it was perfect i understood everything when they talked to me and I understood teachers while they were um, I don't know explaining something uh, or the lessons everyone was great and sometimes like my grade um, for the oh my god what's the name of that um, accent for the college oh the SAT, the SAT. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, my grade was very high. Like it was Ooh. higher than American people, and I was like, "Wow!" Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That's so cool. How long were you here? Um, I think it was like the. It wasn't the SAT, but like the PSAT. Okay. But still, because I wasn't able to take it, but still, I mean, I was prepared for the SAT. Of <laughs> and course. yes, I was very happy. 
That's super exciting. Were there any things that you encountered when you were here in, in the U.S. that surprised you about American culture or any words that you may have learned or phrases you may have learned that you had not heard before you got here? Right now, I don't remember like any word that was completely like um, weird for me or new to me, but it's it's like um, some jokes or um, expressions or for example, like here in Italy, we are they teach us to use some words, but then when you are living in the US, some words are not that used, like supermarket, but while I was there, everyone was talking about the store. <laughs> and, right. Uh, or, I don't know, like, uh, there are a lot of words, oh yeah, like for purse, they will teach us to say bag. Bag. Or for, um, the backpack, school bag, but like, I don't know who really called the backpack school bag. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we are teaching away, but then you, you are living there and everything is different. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's great though. You had an opportunity to To, to, to learn new words and just kind of experience things like as you were living day to day. Yeah, like kind of to compare uh, English in how they teach it, teach it to us and English when like you are living it, you are right. living the language. Your teachers um, who are teaching you English like in, in Sicily, are they native English speakers? So it depends. Like, um, if we're talking about normal school, the, the English teacher, like the main English teacher would be just an Italian person who studied English, like a university. Mm -hmm. uh, but since my school is a language school, uh, our um, like we have to have an hour in our uh, week with a native speaker uh, so an English native speaker a French one and a German one okay um, but this is uh, just once a week while in the private school everyone is a native speaker tell me about learning French and learning German Okay, so um, <laughs> French, we usually learn it in middle schools. Uh, but of course, three years just in school is like not knowing anything about language. Mm -hmm. um, because some courses, even in like science schools, uh, Sometimes you uh, you were able to find French. Like my brother, he went to um, science school, but uh, he was like the bilingual um, course. 
so he studied English but also French because you will study English in um, every kind of school mm -hmm. uh, but not French uh, but they decided to like cut this opportunity out <laughs> so <laughs> now if you want to study French you have to find some other um, like kind of school that they uh, that offer French as a course but mainly if you really want to study it you will choose a language school okay while um, German I began to study it um, my, during my first year of high school so just like four years ago and I studied and I enjoy it, but of course, I'm very, very far away from being like, not even a native speaker, but you know, a well speaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is, your, <laughs> what is it like for you, I guess, as an Italian speaker, is, is French easy for you? So, um, or has it, has it been easy? Or do you have a lot of opportunity to speak French? Some words are similar, but um, sometimes I just think that some words are more similar to English than Italian. Um, so that's why sometimes we think, oh yeah, French is easier for, uh, for you because you are Italian. Uh, they, um, like, they came from Latin and blah, 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 but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Spanish is a little bit more easier for us. Like I was um, there in the US and there was this girl from uh, Puerto Rico and mm -hmm. she didn't know how to uh, translate her questions, uh, science questions from uh, Spanish to English. So I just out there and I've never, ever, ever studied Spanish in my life. I just read the questions. They were very simple for me. They were almost Italian and I translated to English for her. Brava. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do a lot of your, I guess your friends or, or people around your age, people that you notice, is English the language that people want to learn? Is, is it French or is it German? Like, what do people, I guess, feel is the most helpful to them in their lives as a second language? Um, definitely English. Uh, and that's why uh, university, um, universities requires you to um, speak English, being able to speak English. And, of course, that's also why um, in each type of school it doesn't matter if it's science school language school or whatever you are forced to um, study english at least i think twice a week i want to i want to jump back to to sicilian and i want to ask you what are some really special things about sicilian culture sicilian people sicilian language that that you want to share Well, uh, I think that our food is great. It is. <laughs> and I don't know, I just like um, 
I mean, of course, Sicily is beautiful, but there are a lot of places in the world which are beautiful as well. But um, it's like the, the way people act. Um, we are a population who is used to immigrants. We were immigrants, we still, we still are immigrants. So um, when a lot of people come here because they're looking for a better life, of course, some of, of people, some, some of them are not happy, but the majority of us, we love to host people. Mm. It doesn't matter where you're from, we love having people here with us. Um, like if you need something, we will help you. And if you, especially if you are hungry, we will help you. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, we will just cook a lot. Like, I don't know, 50 different dishes. <laughs> and yeah, because we, we really believe in uh, being kind and hosting people because we know what it means to uh, looking for a better life. Uh, we know what it means to uh, looking for help, to feeling alone in a place that is not your own and you feel uncomfortable and you look for someone that even if it's not familiar to you, but at least would be kind to you. So yeah, I really like this. I, I love that you said that. And I think that is what I loved when I was there about Sicily. And it really surprised me because I wasn't expecting, I didn't know the history of the island and, and how many cultures influenced uh, Sicilian culture. And I didn't expect to see so many people who look so different <laughs> um, because in other parts of Italy that I've been to, I haven't seen so much diversity. And yeah. in Sicily, I was like, I feel like I'm in Italy, but I know I'm in Italy, but I don't feel like I am. I feel like I could be in North Africa or yeah. I could be in the Middle East or I could be, you know, in the desert. I could be in Southern Spain. It just feels so it includes so many cultures and and I think it's just so so much richer than people realize. I have one last question and I I like this question. I like to end every episode on this question because it's just, you know, um something lighthearted and fun. Do you have any jokes or fun words, sayings, swear words? tongue twisters or idioms or any general words of wisdom in Sicilian that you can share? Samu me. Samu me? Yeah, it's um, S-A-N-G-U and then M-E. So me is um, the, the adjective, like possessive adjective. It's mm -hmm. fine. So like my blood and even if it can be weird it's actually very sweet because it means you really care about that people it's very important um these people are important to you um and 
yeah, like I remember that um, my brother's ex-girlfriend, she was from Verona in the north and uh, she went to this place. She wanted the, she wanted the something written on a bracelet to give to my brother as a present Mm -hmm. and she wanted to um like the the thing uh she wanted to write was san mume and the um, the owner of the place said like oh you're not the first one who wants something in chinese written on a bracelet and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> i think it was so funny like no it's not chinese it's sicilian but okay oh my god <laughs> yeah was he joking no he wasn't like <laughs> he just didn't know it was sicilian because wow. yeah is there like a, a common phrase or a popular phrase that you use in sicilian that you could teach me really quickly um yeah okay so giornata ruta giornata ruta okay rumpi la tutta rumpi la tutta perfect so uh basically it means broken day just uh break it all um it it means that if something bad happened um uh, maybe at the beginning of the day then like and then something bad happens again in the same day you say because it something bad up at the beginning and now something bad is happening again so yeah just because we have to be uh like you know coherent with the beginning of the day or if you're following a diet and for that day you ate something you were supposed not to eat mm-hmm. then you say oh whatever <laughs> i mean i already had a mcdonald's hamburger so yeah <laughs> i will i will eat something else as well like a cake si ho mangiato tre cannoli and whatever <laughs> I love that. And I feel like I use that. I, I don't know if we have a saying that is similar in English, but I, that feeling is universal. Like everybody yeah. understands that, I think. I love that. I love that. I love that. Or uh, we have another one, which is um, <laughs> Quanto danno? Quanto danno? Fa un cretino. <laughs> Fa un cretino. Okay. Manco. Manco? Un porco. Un porco. Intra. Wait, what's the last, what's that one? Intra. Intra. Nu yardino. Nu yardino. Okay. It means uh, the, like, the damage that um, a stupid person, an idiot, can uh, do um, can do mm-hmm. uh, like not even a pig in a garden can do the same oh 
like the damage is so big from an idiot person that not even a pig in a garden can uh, like make something like that right oh that's a good one yeah <laughs> i like that i like that saying a lot can we try it again okay so <laughs> quanto quanto danno quanto danno fa un cretino fa un cretino manco un porco manco un porco intra intra nuiardino nuiardino perfect <laughs> grazie prego i like that I, <laughs> i like that and and um Nadia, thank you so much for for taking this time to to talk with me and and to talk about Sicilian and 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 all the other languages uh, with me for this this episode. I really really appreciate it, and you taught me some really fun things. So I'm excited. Yeah, and if I can say something, sure. Like, <clears throat> uh, a curiosity about Sicily is that. Since we like, like we love Austin people, uh, I think it was during the Middle Ages, um, these people from the country, um, Albany in Europe, mm -hmm. uh, they were escaping, like run away because uh, of religion uh, problems, like something, and someone was looking for them because uh, they were trying to uh, force them to believe in another religion. Right. So they decided to escape or run away here in Sicily. And that's why we have a small community of Albanian people in a city called Piana degli Albanesi, which is in the county of Palermo. And mm -hmm. it's basically like plain of the Albanians. <laughs> And um, they are very good at making cannolis. Oh. And um, they are Orthodox people. So their religion is, um, yeah, I think it's Christian or Orthodox. Yeah. And so they have these images of all the saints and important people from their churches. And It's, they are very beautiful. Um, so, yeah, like, of course, they are Italian people nowadays, but they are still able to speak uh, um, very ancient um, Albanian. And uh, in that part of Sicily, even the um, signs in the streets are both in Italian and uh, ancient Albanian. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. I I'm think that some people, even from Sicily, don't know it, but yeah. Do you know, is it a large community or is it uh, really, I, really small? I don't think it's a large community, but they became famous because of the cannoli and because, of course, it's like a very interesting thing. So Yeah, I think so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to research that and I will put... I will put a link to what I find in the notes for this episode. But Nadia, thank you so much for this conversation. And I learned so much from you. And I hope that everyone listening uh, is able to take away 
um, something about Sicily and about the Sicilian language from, from what you've told us. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed this experience like when I saw that you were looking for someone like a native um, a Sicilian native speaker I was like oh it would be like so interesting and yeah that's why I decided uh, to contact you <laughs> and yeah I really enjoyed this experience so thank, thank you. you. <laughs> I'm glad that you found me because as you have heard me talking for an hour I'd love <laughs> love love Sicilian language and culture so I I want to share that with other people and I hope that um, I hope that other people are just as uh, interested yeah. in, in the culture as I am and, and you know what like languages even if they are different they are still able to bond people to unify them because even if we talk two different languages, I mean, we are speaking English because I know English, but it's not my first language, but still, yeah. we found each other. Like, I think it's um, something that only languages can do. I think that's really, that's a really powerful thing to say. I think you're right. Yeah. And and I, I wish that I wish that more people would 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 see how powerful language can be and, and how much it can bring people together who may may not have otherwise met one another or or you know really had anything in common, you know. It it really it it helps us. It's 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 such a communication is such a powerful tool and whatever language you're able to communicate in, you know it's all very val it's all valuable it's all important and um thank you so much thank you so much for for sharing Cecilia with me today and you're um, welcome and i want to thank you <laughs> <laughs> ciao ciao ciao